counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You go big, go hard. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Wags were six in one and Aaron Rodgers put on a performance to remember. Yeah. Perfect passer rating, so does that mean he had a perfect game? I guess you can't really argue with that. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could say that I saw that coming, but you're never going to predict a performance like that, are you? No, I mean, it was incredible. He he looked so good today. Uh, five touchdown passes, another one rushing. Uh, we got to see the belts come out, and uh, just he looked just spot on throughout the game. Even as Tony Romo said during the game broadcast, uh, even Tony Romo thought that one of his incompletions was a great pass. So that means that he was really flowing today. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of did see a little bit last week. It just the game situation was so different with all of those drops and some of the unforced errors leading to the turnovers that – the statistics certainly weren't there against the Lions. Um, still pretty good, actually, by Rodgers last week. But the comfort level, he was just I, you could just see he was playing at another level uh, within this offense, and it just came through in full force today. So that was a great um, overall performance. And um, a, a just a, a really nice performance by the team, I thought. Uh, certainly wasn't flawless in every aspect and we can dig into that a little bit further but to come away with a a pretty resounding victory um, was uh, uh, certainly uh, I think a sigh of relief for Packers fans because we needed a week like that didn't we Uh, getting a big win yeah I what's been so rewarding I think for all of us to watch is how the Packers offense has continued to get better week by week and if you would have told me going into this game that Devontae Adams wouldn't be playing and that we'd have a, a banged-up Geronimo Allison and a banged-up MVS and that Aaron Rodgers would put on a five-touchdown, uh, passing touchdown performance and be able to just spread the ball out to everybody on the team and just really dominate through the air all game long, I would have said, uh, no, this isn't Madden. This is real life. Uh, so the fact that Rodgers is able to do that and, and the fact that uh, through his own words, he thinks they can continue to improve and get better uh, is, is mind-boggling to me. And uh, it's turning out that uh, perhaps Devontae Adams, as we've talked about legs in past podcasts, Certainly, 10 out of 10 times, we want Devontae Adams on the field. Uh, but right now, what we're seeing is Aaron Rodgers is becoming more and more comfortable with all of the weapons on this offense. And right now, as we watch this Packers offense from week one to now, uh, they've got a ton of different ways that they can kill you if you're a defensive team. And uh, I'm just so impressed by that, the handle of Aaron Rodgers on this offense, but also Coach LaFleur, Coach Hackett, but really Coach LaFleur, I'm so impressed with the work he's doing uh, overall with the team, but with the offensive play calling. Oh, my goodness. Um, They're utilizing these guys to the best of their ability, and it's showing on Sundays. Yeah, and when they execute at this level, 
it sure makes us look good. And when we put together some keys to the game and, and what we thought um, we would expect to see from a game plan perspective on the Packers' side, um, they they if we went through uh, where we were right type of situation, um, and I, I don't mean to, to self-promote us, Dane, but uh, for those of you that didn't listen to the Raiders preview pod, if you have some extra time, go back and listen to it. Um, it, it was it, they really hit uh, quite a few of the areas right on the head uh, that we wanted to see this week, and the the players went out there and the coaches put together a nice game plan. The players went out there and executed it, but um, particularly on the offensive side to near perfection. So, um, Dave, let's let's get into it a little bit, shall we? I, I think it's hard to. Um, get away from this offensive performance. So why don't we start there? Yeah. Um, one of the other things, you know, we've already kind of hit on Rodgers. That's 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 very obvious. The performance that he had really drove the engine today. But eight different receivers caught passes, and all of them had multiple receptions. Not a single one of those eight had just one reception. So that was something that we talked about going into the game. Um, would we see, you know, one or two guys really step up and, and take charge and lead the way, or would it be a continuation of what we've been seeing all season as this pass offense has gotten going, which is Rodgers spreading the ball around to multiple receivers, and that's certainly what we got today. Um, one other thing that I thought really stood out was it was the running backs that were really getting this pass offense going early. Uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams both had four receptions today, and that was another big key, I think, for our performance in the first half. Uh, that really seemed to open things up in the second half, um, as we were calling for as well. So what did you see out there um, from uh, some of these guys in the past offense uh, to step up and, and be in the right positions, um, and just from an execution standpoint? Yeah, so uh, going back again to the preview podcast, I think something you and I both thought was that the running backs could exploit that second level uh, from the Raiders. Uh, the linebackers, uh, I don't think either one of us thought that the linebackers were going to be able to match, match up excuse me, very well with Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams. And um, we saw that early, and we saw that often. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, you know, we, he's so tough to cover – out of the backfield, and I was so impressed by Rodgers, really, um, after last week, that tough drop uh, by, by Jones in the end zone, this week for Rodgers to look for him early again, and Jones, man, talk about a tough catch. For him to, uh, to change his body around a couple different ways to be able to locate the football and bring it down for a touchdown was just absolutely fantastic. But even on the plays that weren't those flashy, splash touchdown plays, I thought both of the running backs, and, and, and Danny Vitale as well, at the fullback position, uh, Rodgers finding Vitale uh, out there on the flat, and Vitale just running away from the defender. Uh, it showed Rodgers' uh, uh, poise to be able to find these backs, but also really proved how athletic and talented our running backs are out of the backfield and is really showing a different level of uh, – of danger that this offense can present for opposing defenses. Uh, something else that I wanted to highlight uh, that, that you wanted to, to really see the Packers do was work Jimmy Graham into the offense a little bit more this week. And uh, he was able to step up and make some really strong plays 
for, for this Packer passing game. Uh, and certainly the touchdown catch, but also he had a couple other catches in key moments that I thought were really good. Uh, today he ran over a defender. I was critical of him last week against Detroit, thinking that uh, he, he had an opportunity to uh, make a play, wasn't able to last week, this week. He certainly was able to do that and showed some physicality and showed some elusiveness that uh, we haven't really seen out of Jimmy Graham in the last year and a half. So overall, I thought that tight ends and running backs were phenomenal today. But then to your point, Wags, wide receiver position, all of those players were stepping up at different moments in the game, uh, everywhere from Jake Kumaro, who had his best game of the season, to Valdez Scantling late in the game. Yeah, he was a little bit hurt but he was able to make that catch and then just show off his straight-line speed. And when he got around that block, that phenomenal block from Aaron Jones, it was see you later. We knew MVS was gone right there. And just an impressive performance all around. And, Wags, I know you were impressed by Alan Lazard coming down with that big catch as well, weren't you? Yeah, I was just going to hit on that. And I think um, that was what really stood out to me was some of those key chain-moving catches that they didn't get last week that they were able to get this week. So um, Alan Lazard and Geronimo Allison, um, and you already hit on Jimmy Graham, I thought really made some some nice catches. And, yeah, statistically it doesn't pop off the page for either of the uh, former two guys. With Allison had four catches for 33 yards. Lazard had three catches for 42 yards. But they were 6-for-10 on third down this week. So that's the best performance they've gotten so far this season. Finally. They, they were 3-for-3 three three in the red zone. They've been really good in the red zone all year. But those are two real key areas. And the Raiders um, struggled in the red zone. And, and, frankly, that was probably the difference in the game. That really could have swung things uh, pretty significantly. And, and, again, we'll probably get to that a little bit more when we talk about the defense. But – it was just really, really positive to see those guys uh, come in, and even though they didn't have, you know, 100 yards and, and touchdowns, uh, they they made an impact on the game. And Geronimo, I thought his best catch of the day was on that free play um, in the third quarter, that opening drive of the third quarter. Not really sure if we got an explanation of why that play wasn't allowed to stand. Uh, because it looked like that was the epitome of a three, free play, and, and Rodgers capitalized, and Geronimo made a great catch down the field. That got wiped away because the officials decided that uh, they had to call, call the play dead. So, Dane, I don't know if you saw an explanation for what happened there. Um, uh, or, yeah, or yeah poor, more poor officiating by the NFL lag, I think, well, is my okay. official. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's as easy as that. But anyway, um, so – yeah, across the board, it was just uh, really nice to see um, the receivers uh, get involved uh, in the second, third, and fourth quarter, and they just kept their foot to the pedal this whole game. That was a complete four-quarter performance by this offense. Um, yeah, and um, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, the only other thing I, I thought worth mentioning uh the offensive line protected Rodgers, I thought, really well overall. Um, but we didn't really get a lot going on the run game. Uh, I, I, not a high-level concern, the way this offense played today. But what did you think about that? Were there a few more opportunities, perhaps, to 
get some things going on the ground, or was this kind of just the way that the game shook out and they took advantage of the opportunities they had? Well, Wags, it's funny. So that's what I was going to talk about is I thought the offensive line gave Rodgers a uh, a lot of really nice clear lanes for him to throw the ball today. Uh, he took a couple shots, but I thought that the, the biggest shot Rodgers took was actually wasn't an offensive line uh, situation. It was a pass-blocking problem out of the, the running back, out of the backfield there, which is um, – rare, I would say, to say the least, that Jamal Williams doesn't step in there and and uh, and pick up the, the blitzing or the extra man that's coming in. So I think that's more of an anomaly. Uh, but I thought overall the offensive line played incredibly well uh, again uh, this week. And uh, Alton Jenkins and Billy Turner, uh, you know, at the guard positions in particular, I thought, just played really strong at the at the point of contact and were able to uh, keep you know keep the, the the center of the pocket uh, keep the integrity there for Aaron Rodgers to be able to step up and make some plays. Uh, now uh, to your question, Wags, about the run game, uh, I guess when a quarterback's having a perfect performance, you just let the quarterback keep being perfect. And I think that's really where the the uh, tone of this game went. Um, I thought that we had a couple nice runs there, a couple nice strong four- or five-yard runs there. But uh, then it seemed like the Raiders' defense just didn't have an answer for the Packers' uh, pass game whatsoever. I mean, Aaron Rodgers with 400-plus yards through the air. And uh, they kind of just kept coming from there. Uh, so um, I was of mind, I was totally fine with us not really establishing the run so much because – um, we were really able to move the ball through the air at ease, and if it's not broke, maybe we just don't fix it. And it wasn't a situation where, you know, the Raiders forced the Packers to abandon the run and get out of their game plan. Um, and to your point, they were moving the ball through the air with ease, so why not just keep doing it? Uh, there was no real point of the game, to be honest with you, where I was – getting a feeling that, boy, we need to get this ground game going. Uh, <laughs> the offense was just clicking on all cylinders. So, um, yeah, sometimes when the game's like that, what, don't overthink it. Uh, Aaron Jones, I thought, had a, a reasonably uh, bounce-back game on the ground. Uh, I mean, he averaged only four yards per carry. Didn't really shake loose, but to your point, had a couple nice runs that he was able to get out into some space and, and gain some positive yardage. So he ended up with 50 yards rushing on the day, but only 12 carries. So that's just fine. Uh, the time of possession was exactly even. And against a ball-dominant running first team like the Raiders, to ask you, I'll take that, especially when you consider that the Packers scored in a hurry on a couple of their possessions. So, um, you know, they, they were efficient. They kept a foot to the pedal, and, you know, there was uh, really no lapses, I thought, from this offensive performance at all. Um, you have to be very, very pleased coming away from that game because um, it's not going to get any easier next week. I think uh, we're going to have to continue to put up some points if we're going to uh, keep putting some Ws on the left-hand column. Yeah, and and. and as we switch to the uh, from the offensive side to the defensive side of the ball, Wags, um, we gave up 17 points. I think it could have been worse. It felt a lot worse to me, actually, than uh, than the 17 points there. 
And uh, I think it's because we didn't really seem to find an answer at all during the game for Waller, their uh, their star tight end who who just got that big contract. And um, that was probably one of the more frustrating points of the season for, for me uh, was um, we kind of knew where they were going to go with the ball. They didn't have any other wide receivers uh, that I thought were capable of taking over a game. Uh, with all due respect to to the receivers from the from the Raiders, however, Waller, we all knew when the ball was leaving Carr's hands, more often than not, he was going to be looking for that tight end, and we just could not find an answer for him. Um, Wags, why do you think that is? Because it was pretty clear, I, I thought, from the the first quarter on, they're going to run the ball as much as they can with Jacobs, who, by the way, is as advertised. I hadn't seen him play. Uh, that much up close, and my goodness, can that kid run the rock? Uh, but then you've got this tight end, and that's really their two core guys that make this offense hum. And uh, even knowing that, I thought both of those guys had pretty productive days, but Waller in, predict, uh, in particular was just a real thorn in the Packers' defense side today. Yeah, Dane, I wish I could tell you why the Packers weren't able to start Waller uh, stop Waller at all, but um, I guess a couple of things just to look at. And, you know, before we get into that, I guess I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Jacobs. Um, you know, not in a good way. Obviously, I'm not cheering for him against the Packers, but uh, I thought he just set the tone early. Um, first, very first play, uh, you know, Adrian Amos has him uh, wrapped up and he just gets run over. Uh, and, I'm not picking on Amos. I've been thrilled with his play all year, but that just shows you what a load this Jacobs kid is. And then two plays later, he really made Blake Martinez look pretty bad uh, on a missed tackle that led to that 42-yard run. So um, that was the one part of the game that I thought the Raiders coaching staff really threw off the bone, uh, and they came back, came out passing then and uh, I had to settle for a field goal on that opening possession because they really punched us in the mouth. And if I'm a Raiders fan, I would have been pretty frustrated that they didn't just keep handing Jacobs the ball um, after those first few carries on that first possession. Um, but going over to Waller, uh, you know, you have to give the Raiders uh, some credit here. I thought they passed protected really well, and it was clear that they were looking to exploit their matchups. And Waller was a mismatch for this Packers defense. I was a little bit surprised that they didn't have someone like an Amos or a Redmond keying on Waller. That was something that we talked about going into this game. And it appeared that that wasn't going to happen. Um, They basically just played him pretty straight up. And he was able to uh, really exploit some spots in in the Packers' pass coverage, uh, particularly at that second level. Um, you know, B.J. Goodson and Blake Martinez, I thought, really struggled in the pass protection today, uh, or in the pass coverage, I should say. Um, they played pretty well against the run. I thought, actually, B.J. Goodson, you gave him a shout-out last week. Um, I thought he made some impact plays and played really well overall. But uh, both of those guys, uh, they just weren't really able to get the, the right drops. And in their zone, they, they weren't necessarily handing off um, the guy uh, back to the uh, safety behind them and and then coming back up and and playing the man that was in their zone. So uh, the Raiders were playing some uh, really nice route trees as the Packers. 
and the communication just really wasn't all that great between, um, I think, Goodson and Martinez and the safeties playing over the top. So that's something that they're going to have to really clean up. But you have to give the Raiders coaching staff uh, some credit for exploiting the mismatches. And the Packers defensive staff, I, I don't know if they did a, a real great job adjusting. But they, the good news is that we won comfortably and we'll have a week to go back to the tape and, and see what we can adjust and um, and change up going into next week because uh, the Chiefs obviously have one of the best tight ends in football. So we're going to have to do a few things a little bit differently um, if we want to have any chance of slowing down that offensive attack. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk more about the, this upcoming uh, game against the Chiefs in our next podcast. But uh, suffice it to say, I'm incredibly nervous about that because I feel like we have – Throughout the the season, this has been a big struggle. It has been a talented tight end against this Packers defense. Uh, I was screaming at my TV at one point, where's Oren Burks? Uh, I really wanted to even see if Oren could get out there and try to cover this tight end from the Raiders. Um, I I completely agree with you. I thought in past defense, uh, Blake Martinez in particular, uh, had a really tough day. Uh, I think his the, the saving grace for him certainly was that hustle play and that big effort when, at uh, near the end of the first half when Carr was stretching out to, to try to score a touchdown, and Blake was the one who got his hands on uh, on Carr's back, and uh, Carr lost control of the ball. And uh, as we all know, it was a touchback instead of a touchdown. Packers were able to go down and get points before half, and that really was the big swing point in the game. Um, so obviously you got to give Blake some credit for that, but uh, that that uh, that aside, I thought in pass coverage has had a really tough time. Uh, Goodson wasn't I, – I didn't see as matched up with the tight end, but he did get beat for a touchdown there uh, from Waller, uh, I believe, in the first half. So that was a, a bit of a struggle for him as well. Uh, but – uh, Goodson did lay some serious wood on the goal line uh, when Jacobs tried to go over the top uh, on a fourth down play. So I thought a bit of an up-and-down performance from our inside linebackers overall, uh, but certainly something that we're going to need to clean up and clean up very, very quick before Sunday night. Uh, otherwise, I'm expecting Kelsey to have 150 yards against us, and I sure as heck don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I mean, just to hit on a couple of instances, and I again, I'm – I don't want to beat up Blake Martinez. He he had 16 tackles today, Dan. He had eight solo tackles and eight assists. I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, no no disrespect to Blake, but he missed a few um, as well. So you know I, he's out there. I get, this kid is a warrior. He's out there every snap. He, he and and so I, I I'm not trying to like beat him up, but um, you know a part of the problem is that, you know, he doesn't seem to – it's one thing if you get beat, right, and you just tip the cap. I look at the uh, uh, pass that um, in the fourth quarter that uh, Kevin King gave up that long pass along the sideline to Doss, and and, and that's that's the type of – I'm sorry, I think it was uh, Aitman. I think that was the type of play that you would love to see King get, um, you know, his hands up and deflect away the football, uh, but – 
So let's be honest, that was just a really nice pass and catch as well. Um, and the coverage was, was really on point. So I'm not going to like get on someone when they're in great position. Uh, Blake just gets out of position a little bit too much. I thought that was particularly evident on the Raiders third drive. Um, Doss got under the coverage. Blake ran with his man, uh, who was kind of running downfield uh, on a post route. And there was no one else behind. So he, he's got to hand his man off to uh, the deep safety in that position and then settle back in and come back up and cover his zone. Uh, and that's why Doss was able to get open for that 31-yard pass on the Raiders' third possession. Um, and then later, um, I thought Blake got uh, really bailed out by a couple of um, offensive holding penalties by the Raiders' tackles um, when – you know, he actually, um, instead of running with his man, he came up and let let the guys run over the top and get behind him. Um, when there was other um, uh, players in the zone, there was nobody in front of him. So you just have to have more awareness of where those players are on the field. If there's no one in front of you, why are you coming up closer to the line of scrimmage? Uh, Carr wasn't in a position to run with the ball. And then finally, I think one other instance that I, it really just stood out to me was Blake um, in the third quarter. Um, the Raiders had a third down, and he kind of just came up and um, pressed the line of scrimmage. He wasn't rushing or blitzing, uh, but he also wasn't getting any drop at all. Uh, the Raiders just ran a quick slant over the middle, and it was made it such an easy pass completion uh, if Blake keeps his uh, drop, uh, that's he's going to be right in that zone, and, and Carr's going to have to look off the, that receiver because if he throws it there uh, and Blake's in the right position, uh, he's either going to easily deflect it or even come away with an interception. So um, I, I, I have to be honest. I, I don't see this as something that's going to change, Dane. Uh, I almost wonder if, um, if we can get, as guys get a little bit healthier and, and hopefully we get Savage back, and and then perhaps Will Redmond slides in there in passing situations, and Blake Martinez comes off the field in passing downs. Um, or you know even if Raven Green is is healthy and is able to come back, um, he particularly is a little bit bigger and more physical uh, than a guy like Will Redmond is. Um, I think he would be a natural person to put in there on passing uh, passing downs, um, and and. And maybe it would help Blake if he did get rotated off the field on a few snaps instead of having to be on the field for every single snap of the game. Uh, because uh, it, that's asking a lot of the guy. And, 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 and frankly, right now, um, I think uh, we're seeing that uh, Blake Martinez is unfortunately a little bit of the uh, weak link uh, when it comes to the Packers' defense uh, in pass coverage particularly. So, uh, that's going to be something that I think is going to continue to get exploited unless this Patrick Coaching staff is able to make some adjustments. Yeah, to your point, uh, in addition to the guys you've mentioned, uh, Ifram Campbell uh, as well uh, could potentially be coming off the physically unable to perform list soon, uh, soon as well. Uh, safety, who I, I thought turned some heads last year uh, when we had a lot of challenges at that position. I thought he was one of the more steady players. Uh, so the the good news maybe uh, potentially out of all of this is that we do have some talented guys coming back, and uh, we still somehow held the Raiders to 17 points. I still 
honestly, Wags, I still don't totally understand how he held them to 17 because it felt like more than that to me. Uh, it just are, did. Are you – did you stop watching? Because um, <laughs> they, they scored another touchdown. They got to 24. Or are you just not counting that last one? I don't count that last one, Wags. Okay. That's, all right. That's, that's I just wanted just... to make clear um, so anybody <laughs> listening wasn't thinking that you just stopped watching the game. But uh, anyway, I, I – I, I'm not totally disagreeing with you. It's just, uh, I'll be honest with you, though. This was a game that the Raiders easily could have scored a touchdown at the end of the half. Yeah. If, if um, Carr doesn't make an unforced error and fumble the ball across the goal line. Um, they got stuck at the goal line then when they went for it on fourth down from the one-yard line uh, on a play that I thought that D.J. Goodson just made a great play to come up and meet Jacobs as he was leaping across and would have scored, but he just met him right in the air and leveled him and was not allowed that ball to cross the plane. Um, and then they also threw an interception down there um, in the red zone in the end zone. So <laughs> this this is not a Raiders offense that I think anybody was thinking would score. 35, 40 points on the Packers, and I get it. Yeah, those you have to count those. It's not that those uh, plays don't count for the Packers' defense, but, you know, if they don't force those turnovers um, like they didn't against uh, the uh, Eagles and the Lions, mm-hmm. uh, this defense is getting pretty torched uh, from a, the number of points that they gave up. So we haven't seen this defense play to the level that they did those first three weeks of the season. Um, I think overall, I, I mean, they've been fine, but uh, it seems as though uh, some tape is out there and opposing coaches' offenses are, are figuring out some ways to exploit some mismatches. Um, first it was on the ground game, and now it looks like they're exploiting some mismatches uh, across the middle with this um, uh, inside linebacking group. So Coach Patton's going to have to make some adjustments because I really still believe in this Packers defense. I think they have some impact players, and, and, and they're making plays. Uh, they weren't able to get any sacks today as well, so so that certainly doesn't help matters a whole lot. But, um, but uh, this is not the defense that we were predicting – who's going to be a top 10 defense right now. Um, I, certainly when Savage comes back and, and hopefully uh, Raven Green can come back and maybe Warren Burks gets closer to be fully healthy uh, and gets out on the field a little bit more, um, we can limit what some of those mismatches might look like uh, so that we're getting the, the right players out on the field in the right situations. Yeah, and as we kind of talk through guys that have some kind of injury issues, uh, really happy to see Kenny Clark able to get back out there. A uh, big sigh of relief when, uh, you know, uh, after it looked like uh, I was reading the reports that he had been um, carted. Uh, you know, once he walked off the field, he was carted to the locker room. Uh, sounds like that was more precautionary because we saw him back in the game late, later and late into the game. So I was really pleased to see him uh, able to, to battle uh, there as well. And uh, I thought, um, yeah, the Raiders don't have the most talented wide receiving group, especially with some of the injuries that they're experiencing right now. Uh, but 
I thought our cornerbacks played uh, incredibly well again this week. Uh, Jair Alexander, I don't even remember really hearing his name much, which is a, a credit to the cornerback position. Uh, and then uh, Kevin King um, coming down with that big interception in the end zone, I thought that was uh, uh, pretty good as well. And I got to tell you, Wags, just looking broadly, the Packers now have the same amount of wins right now at 6-1 and one, as we did all of last season. Uh, so, yes, we've got a lot of room to improve, but how exciting is it that there's a ton of room for improvement out of this team and we're still 6-1 and one and in the driver's seat in a very difficult NFC North? I mean, that says it all. And even though I'm a little bit concerned about this Packers defense, um, you know, they've made big plays when they've had to. So I, I don't think you can take that away from them. Uh, they've made big plays when they've had to these last few games, and they've stepped up and rallied together. And this offense and defense is complementing each other. They're picking each other up. Uh, this week it was the offense, and, and they just, you know, steamrolled this Raiders team uh, that's uh, played pretty darn well all season. Um, and uh, the Packers came in and just, you know, uh, ran away from them. So how can you not be anything but super happy with what we're seeing? I think we can make some some adjustments and, and the way that the offense is coming together without Devontae Adams, um, and they've run the ball, and now this week they passed the ball, and Rodgers was looking like he's at the top of his game I don't know. I feel like the sky's the limit. If you if, if you guys didn't see the video of, of Lafleur in the locker room after the game, uh, giving Rodgers the game ball, and the whole team just swarming around him, I mean, next time anybody wants to criticize Rodgers for being a bad teammate, just send him a link to that video because uh, I don't think guys are reacting that way. It's one thing if they kind of give a you know a, a cheer, but the way that they reacted. You know, it's pretty darn clear that they just love playing with this guy, and they realize how special it is to have someone of that caliber uh, running the show. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, boy, oh boy, is that exciting! It's um, as you've been saying, Dane, something special is brewing in Green Bay. Yes, sir, it sure is. Uh, one other note that I have on my uh, chart here is J.K. Scott, again, with just a booming punt out of our end zone. Uh, what a weapon this kid is and has become in year two. Um, that ball leaves his foot, and, uh, you know, I'm just confident that good things are going to happen for the Packers, and it, it happened once again. A complete opportunity for the Raiders, and they're able to flip the field. The Packers are. Uh, by uh, how this kid swings his leg. So just a really talented uh, play there. And then uh, congratulations to Dexter Williams, Packer running back, our sixth-round pick out of Notre Dame. Late in the game there, saw him get his first NFL carry, somebody who hasn't been active. So I think for Packer fans, it's exciting to see Dexter Williams uh, get the ball. And then Timmy Boyle getting a couple snaps under center in the best possible of circumstances. Aaron Rodgers, after breaking records, <laughs> is able to to uh, stand and smile on the sidelines while Tim Boyle takes a couple snaps uh, for the Packers offense. So just a couple fun things to see uh, from some of the guys 
uh, uh, that are, um, you know, on the, the 45 to 53 a spot area on the roster, getting some snaps for the Packers. Uh, it's just, it's great to see some of these young guys getting in there. Some of the guys that we see contribute in preseason, getting in some regular season snaps. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Rogers just didn't want to have any negative uh, rush yards added to his staff <laughs> by having to take a knee at the end of the game. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, certainly. Uh, it's it's always nice to, to see these guys get in the game, and we've got our starters standing on the sideline uh, for the last couple of series of the game. So, um, yeah, I, I I think we thought we might have been a little optimistic in, in predicting a, a big victory this week. Uh, just kind of the situation coming into the game, and the Raiders have been playing pretty well. But Dane, I am very pleased that we both ended up being correct, and and the Packers with a big 18 point victory. Yeah, Wags, we're 6-1. and one. Aaron Rodgers, the fastest player ever to 350 touchdowns. Uh, he, he, he surpassed it. Uh, it's just an incredible clip. I saw a stat that I think his, his touchdown-to-interception ratio is like 4.5 to 1. So just incredible stuff from, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Uh, just it's, It was a wonderful day at Lambeau Field and in Green Bay, and I'm so optimistic and so excited to watch these guys continue to build because I think great things are coming here uh, this season for this Packer team. Yeah, um, so, Dane, I, I really don't have anything else to add. It's, uh, again, so much fun to talk about the uh, Packers <laughs> after another win. Uh, I can not get sick of this at all. So no. uh, anything else that you wanted to uh, hit on before we uh, sign off here? No, just uh, keep following us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and like our posts and share them with your friends. And uh, uh, please uh, make sure you rate our podcast here. We're, uh, you know, uh, it's all the iTunes and Apple stuff. We're on Google Play and Podbean and, and uh, Spotify. So we're all around. So please uh, keep engaging with us uh, here. And, uh, and folks, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're going to be driving into work maybe tomorrow. Uh, maybe you're sitting at your cubicle. Maybe if you're watching the, the Sunday night football game here and you say, you know what, I want to turn down the announcers and listen to this podcast. Uh, we always like to end our podcast the same way. So say it with us. Go, go pack, pack go. go. <laughs> Thanks, guys.